Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my partner Ananga Severe. We come together weekly via Skype sessions to share podcasts with you and often answer listener questions from our Facebook page and inbox. Together, we're armed with a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety, and we love to mix up a potent blend of storytelling and Ayurveda, EFT tapping, coaching, along with our many years of personal experience. We are passionate about what we do, and we're celebrating our fifth album this month, Sleep, Guided Relaxations for a Good Night's Sleep, which will be coming soon to Amazon and the iTunes Music Store. I thought we'd start with a listener question. It's a good one, especially for this time of year, and it goes like this. I seem unable to relax. I take everything so personally, and that makes me react in ways I do not want to react. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think it's something we've all experienced from time to time. One of the uh, key life skills in dealing with those feelings when we're taking things personally and we really can start to feel very hurt and unsettled. And I think the first thing to do with that is to practice questioning your feelings. This is something I was taught many years ago and somebody gave the example of if somebody comes into the house and slams the door and you feel it means they're angry, does it really mean they're angry? Or might it mean that the wind blew the door or there was a window open and there was a through draft or they had something in their hands and they kicked the door with their foot or a hundred other reasons that the door slammed that might not mean something to do with a negative intention towards you. And that really interested me, that example of how quickly we can jump to those negative conclusions. And mm. So I'll just give that example because that was really instructive to me. So to take a pause and ask yourself... Okay, I don't feel comfortable with this, but is this really about me? And just start asking questions in favour of the other person to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they mean no harm. Maybe they're having an off day. Maybe they didn't sleep good last night. Maybe they're too wrapped up in their own problems to really be directing anything at you or really be communicating carefully with you because they're caught up in their own stuff. Maybe they have poor communication skills. It can be so many different things. So I think to allow doubt, first of all, maybe it isn't personal. And then the other thing is to seek clarity. If you're not sure about a communication or a comment and it leaves you feeling uncomfortable, ask for more details. And I think, Shan, you're the expert on that with your coaching experience. How can we ask non-reactive questions if we need more information to feel more comfortable? Well, that's, that's a really good point, Ananga. I think that when we jump to conclusions, we create um, such a such a mess, such a big mess, and rather than going in that direction, one of the things that I do, because I'm a super sensitive person, and I can often get lost in that place of, you know, if my husband seems a bit off, or if he's a bit gruff, or maybe his tone is different than it normally is, rather than thinking that it's all about me, I'll ask him, is everything okay? You seem a, a bit off. Or if my daughter this is mostly this family dynamic that I'm referring to now. Sometimes my daughter will be very abrupt in a answer to a question. And 
instead of being upset with her for that abruptness or instead of thinking that I'm annoying her or getting on her nerves or whatever, I'll ask her, is everything okay? You, you seem to be upset or you seem to be uh, a bit impatient with me. And usually the answer will be, oh, you know, no, mama, I'm sorry. I was just caught up in reading this book or drawing this picture or whatever it is that she might have been doing. And by asking that simple question, I let us both off the hook. But the clarification piece is good too. So if you and I were having a conversation, Ananga, and you said something that um, hurt my feelings, which has never happened in the years we've worked together, but if you did, I would say, wow, did you really mean to say that? Because when you said that to me, this is what I thought you meant, and this is how it made me feel. And the majority of the time, the person on the other side of that conversation will say, oh my goodness, no, that wasn't what I meant at all. And then they'll clarify, and then you can clear the air immediately. And I think that's really important for our listeners to know. Don't hold on to this stuff, because most of the time, the drama is something that you're creating. It's not coming from the other person. It's usually not about you at all. And you can maybe breathe some humor into this as well, that not everything is about you <laughs> as much as you might think it is. So I hope you found those suggestions helpful and an answer to your question. I think it is really helpful. And certainly the, the examples are helpful because that personal feeling when we're feeling off or we feel perhaps we feel a little victimized or we just feel sensitive and we're getting tumbled around and we don't have uh, the space to be in touch with our own center our own self-care then it's very easy to start taking everything personally and to feel like people are having a pop at us and once we get in that state then it really becomes magnetic and we feel like it's just happening everywhere and we get really spun out it's a horrible way to feel so I think those are really useful examples and I think also when we feel that way maybe it comes from somewhere in the past maybe we've been dealt with in hurtful ways in school in our family home with friends when we were young a lot of hurtful stuff can go on when we're young and sometimes we take it in subconsciously and we almost become a little bit phobic or hypervigilant about those kinds of exchanges and we immediately feel defensive and uncomfortable mm. so I think it's really also valuable to spend time with ourselves, building our self-esteem and evolving from those places of pain into places of more comfort, feeling more centred, more comfortable. There are various ways of doing that. When I first started out in my early 20s, trying to fix myself up a bit, feel less anxious and more confident, I used to do a lot of reading, and one person that really helped me was Louise Hay. Really mm. got a lot from her me books. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too, absolutely. So her books are readily available. So I would recommend spending a few minutes in the morning or in the evening when you're unwinding, just having a read, finding sections that you feel instructive and supportive. There are many, many other wonderful authors, NLP workbooks, all kinds of books that you can look into. Just see what helps you feel supported and feel more settled to move away from that place of taking things personally. Also to learn EFT tapping has been absolutely transformational for me. It's a great way to resolve feelings of discomfiture it's a great way to calm your mind and unearth your personal resources and coping skills when you take the pain and stress down it's amazing what comes up when you free up some space some emotional negative space 
all of a sudden we have ideas, well, I could do this this way, or if I did that, I'd feel more comfortable. All of a sudden things start coming up from within us that are just so supportive and helpful. So I really recommend learning EFT tapping and working your way through your feelings with that. You can find details of how to do that on our website. We have a download available that teaches you and talks you through called EFT for Anxiety Relief, but it will also help you with resolving uncomfortable feelings. And then I think the other thing is really important to make sure you have space to take a walk, take some deep breaths, perhaps learn a simple breathing practice which can help you calm your mind and relax your body. As you're also talking about finding it hard to relax, that's extremely uncomfortable. And when we can't relax, things get overwhelming very, very quickly. And when we feel overwhelmed, everything feels big. That's when the grain of sand in your shoe feels like a rock. Everything gets big and uncomfortable. So to really invest time in anything that helps you relax, even though it's hard to do, don't underestimate the power of little steps towards relaxation. Breathing, guided relaxations. Again, we have downloads available for these things where you can just allow somebody to coach you through with some gentle music, just finding your breath and finding that calm place within. And for me, those kind of relaxations have been incredibly helpful, incredibly valuable in my own life, which is why we're creating and sharing them now, because it's good to share what's helped you. Mm, Absolutely. Thank you, Ananga. It's such an honor to be able to share what we know works and what we have found supportive and to help our listeners get beyond these feelings of insecurity and the sensitive feeling where where there's nothing nothing worse than than that build up and to be able to tap it out to be able to breathe it out to be able to clarify with questions and get on the other side there's just nothing better than that kind of relief so thank you very much it's my pleasure i hope it helps anxiety slayer just released our fifth album sleep guided relaxations for a good night's sleep. In this new album, we share a variety of guided relaxations to help you get a good night's rest. Every track invites you to receive the benefits of deep relaxation. Rest, relax, unwind. Sleep is now available at Amazon and the iTunes Music Store. <laughs>